I bid you welcome. God, We all go a little mad sometimes. We accept a one of us. We accept a one of us. What's your favorite scary movie? Wolfman's got an Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Home is Where the Horror is, a podcast dedicated to our love of horror. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm Monica. And we are closing out this month of love. Now, I will say we were a little bit late with this episode, but um, before we jump in, because we have a kind of divisive movie, I'll actually say. Some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, but before we do that, we actually did see a newer horror movie. We did. And uh, uh, by looking at your face and knowing that we've talked about it, uh, why don't you tell the people what we watched? Uh, was it Wally? What w- was Willie's Wonderworld. Wonder yes. Yeah. With Nicolas Cage. So if anyone hasn't seen the trailer for this, um, think Five Nights at Freddy's. So it's it's like a kid's zone like party place that these robotic animatronics came to life, killed a bunch of people. It was shut down. Nick Cage is kind of like a lone I, I don't he's a wanderer. We don't know you don't know much about him, but um something happened to his car. He needs to get it fixed. He doesn't have the cash on him, so he's hired to clean the place. But he doesn't know. It's really just a setup to get him killed to sacrifice him to these animatronics. Yeah, so basically, think like Chucky. These people, these killers basically did well, this da, da, ritual. Da, da, da. Don't, don't spoil the whole thing. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it broad. Oh, okay. Um, but no, at the end of the day, it's just goofy. It, it's like very reminiscent of a lot of 80s movies. Yeah. And um, I guess... It's not a spoiler to say Nick Cage doesn't say anything the entire At movie. At all. He makes some sounds, but that's about it. Yeah. So, if you want to see Nick Cage fighting with animal tr- animatronics, this is the movie for you. I will say it was it was entertaining. Yes. It was uh I didn't know what to expect from it. Uh but that damn song definitely gets stuck yeah. in my head. It's your birthday, and we want you to have fun. It's your birthday. Then the head, shoulders, knees, and toes yes. scene. But of course, because of our kids, we know that too well. Um, I know you enjoyed this movie. I really so did. So what are you giving it? I know I would probably give it a B plus. I okay. really liked this movie. I'm, I know it's goofy and everything like that, but I just, it's Nick Cage. Yeah, I gave it a B. Um, this is the perfect check your brain at the door just sit back watch it i'll be honest this is one of those ones if it's on i'll probably just turn it on i don't think this is one that's gonna have a lot of like i don't think you miss a lot no (laughs) like you know like you could probably watch it once and you get everything you need to out of the movie but um yeah i would definitely recommend it i think it is just it's a fun goofy movie and if you're a nick cage fan like monica yes then you're really gonna love this one yeah but we haven't so other than my brother i haven't talked to anyone because it is it is in theaters but we've rented it from home yeah so i don't know a lot of people who've actually seen it yet 
I don't know if like the ratings are good or not, so I'm curious to see. Um, Monica and I both love this. But the next movie, and it's Monica's pick for this week, um, as I said at the beginning, yeah, it's, it, I only find that people either usually love or hate this movie. So what did you pick to close out our month of love? So when I think of love horror movies... Like, the first thing that pops into my head is... Vampire Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay. All right. Maybe that would be my second thing. But kind of related would be Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think the hate for it all stems from the look of Gary Oldman's character. Oh, I love it. I mean, I'm talking the old man look. Oh, the old man. Okay. Yeah. Not him, you liking old man god <laughs> for once um no people hate it because that look and and they think it's long like it's too long it is long it is long how long do, what, what's the runtime on this one 128 minutes okay so yeah it's two definitely hours, yeah i mean yeah it feels longer than two hours i'll give it it that. does it does feel like a long movie but, but um but yeah, so before we get any further, why don't you give us a rundown, just general info. Okay. So, Bram Stoker's Dracula was released November 13th, 1992, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. He did, like, all the Godfathers, I was which gonna I say, never did, seen, actually. Did, like, did you know that before No, I know, I knew, it? I knew the director. I just don't, I don't know directors. Like, I know I've heard of his, and, like, you drink his wine and stuff like that, which say, is really you good. you like his wine. Yeah, his wine. You really actually good. really like his wine, yeah, too. It's yeah, it's really good. Um, and these are the outsiders too. Yep. Um, it was based on the 1897 novel Dracula by Bram Stoker. Uh, the budget was forty million dollars. Can you guess how much they made at box office? Ooh, 92, 40 mil, eighty mil. Two hundred and fifteen point eight million dollars. I mean, I knew it was successful. Yeah. But, damn. Yeah. I wonder if that was. I mean, I know the Godfather's cult-wise were huge. I wonder if it actually did better than Godfather's back hmm. in the day. I'm yeah. not sure, but yeah, yeah. Damn, two fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So it did really, really well. Yeah. Uh, so we have Gary Oldman as Dracula slash Vlad. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker. Winona Ryder as Mina slash Elizabeth. Anthony Hopkins as Abraham Van Helsing. Richard Grant as Dr. Jack Seawall, Seaward, and Carrie Elwes as Lord. Um, I can't even. What, I can't even. Oh, Arthur. Arthur. I'm <laughs> Arthur like I can't. Homewood, I can't yeah. even read what I wrote. The yeah. pen was escaping. Arthur Homewood, which you know, Carrie Elwes is one of my all-time favorites in The Princess Bride. Yeah. So. Um, so it starts off in 1462 where Vlad the Impaler, Vlad Dracula, whatever you want to call him, Vlad Tepes, returns from battle and finds his wife, Elizabeth, had committed suicide believing that he was dead because she got false information from their enemies. So she had thrown herself out the window and, you know, fell into the river. So when he comes home, he finds, you know, her dead bodies sprawled out on like the little, little altar and the priest said that she's damned to hell because she committed suicide 
So Vlad renounces God, stabs the cross, it starts bleeding, he drinks from it, vows, you know, he's going to use darkness and everything like that to avenge Elizabeth's death. Now, now we go to 1897. Um, Jonathan Harker goes to Transylvania to meet with Count Dracula because he's um, in like real estate. He's settling an estate in London, um, taking over for his colleague Renfield, who is now in an insane asylum. So upon meeting Count Dracula, um, Dracula finds a picture of Jonathan's fiancée, Mina. And when he sees it, he believes she's the reincarnation of his wife, Elisabetta. Um, now, he, a bunch of stuff happens. He winds up leaving Jonathan at the castle with his three brides. And they're... Just suck them dry. Suck them dry, basically. More while, than one way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while he heads to London to meet up with Mina. So he gets there, he meets Lucy, he winds up feeding on Lucy, she starts to change, um, and then when she dies, she turns into a vampire, Van Helsing comes along, you know, a bunch of stuff starts happening. So then, uh, eventually, uh, Dracula gets Mina, you know, they start seeing each other, she eventually, you know... He's trying to turn her into a vampire, you know, and it goes from there, so. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic retelling of Dracula, mm -hmm. and this, while it's not fully faithful, it is pretty damn close to the original novel. Um, no movie, there's only, uh, one of the, the YouTubers I watch, uh, Cinemasker, he did a good covering of all the Dracula movies and which one was closest. This one was pretty high up there. There are some more obscure ones, but for some reason they all do like a little, a little twist to yeah. kind of like not follow the novel. The so novels, yeah. this one was pretty pretty faithful to it. Yeah. But yeah, the story most people should know it by now. Yeah, I actually surprisingly for my love of vampires, like that is probably one of my favorite supernatural creatures. I have never read the book that's surprising yeah, yeah I, mean, I think i'm gonna have to do that but just because i it, it's good it, it'll be interesting because you'll be so influenced by movies mm -hmm. that when it's different it'll take you a minute you're like wait what yeah and what's interesting is um <laughs> i have this problem when i see a movie first now, when I read a book, I only see it and hear it in the actor's voices. Yes, yes. But the question is, you've seen so many Dracula yeah. movies. It's like, you don't know which Dracula you're going to choose. Are you going to go Gary Oldman, Bela Lugosi? Like, you don't know which one. So, Gerard Butler. No, no one would ever <laughs> go Gerard Butler. That damn movie. So, what is, uh, what's our post-mortem for this bad boy? All right. So, we have 23 kills. We have eight nudes. Yeah. A lot of boobies. Yeah. Two sex scenes. Ten screams. And for a reoccurring, we went through crosses. There were 23. Yeah. At, at the beginning, <laughs> I think you we, you were like, oh, shit. Because yeah. we were like, what what can we do? Um, it, it was tough with this one. I didn't know what to give you. And we had that <laughs> the first opening scenes with the churches and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's going to. She's going to have this for a while. But, yeah, yeah, no, it ended up fading out actually fairly fast. Yeah. 
And since so much of it takes place for a long time in Dracula's castle, you know there's not crosses except for Jonathan's. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to start with the things I love. Uh, right off the bat, the the set designs and the music are just great. Mm-hmm. That opening soundtrack that... I, I'm not even going to try to do it justice, but you know, that, that, that main theme that you hear... Like, it, it just goes through the entire movie. Like, I don't know, it sets a tone so, so well. Mm-hmm. And Francis Ford Coppola, like, with the sets, he went all out on purpose, and part of what he wanted to do was avoid using visual effects altogether. Yeah. So his use of practical effects were crazy because he actually used a ton of, like, old-school methods. Like, he even went back to, like, the, some of the silent hour, like to use camera tricks so the the only thing that's an actual like visual effect is that little like blue flame flame ring. like everything else is done yeah. in camera one way or another gotcha. so yeah i mean that's that's actually what i had like i like the way the sets looked everything was kind of creepy and everything like that and i also loved van helsing Oh, he's because great. he's just so awkward like his 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 humor like everyone's like looking at him like what the hell he's like a set uh what's the word a cent oh my god eccentric uh eccentric eccentric yeah like he like even when you first meet him he's like giving the students a thing he like lets a bat bite him yeah. and he's like kind of like oh he's a little off yeah and then like yeah when he first meets he's very abrupt and when carrie always is like i give my life but like you know is this gonna help he's like well, you may oh, have to. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, donor. He's like, I don't ask so much of you. But, like, uh, yeah, and then he really starts, once he starts realizing what it is and it's a vampire, like, most people will be shitting in their pants. Yeah. He's all excited. Yeah. He's, like, humping. Like, like, when he, when he like, meets Mina for, like, the first time, like, he is creepy yeah. with her. I, I, there's so many scenes with him that I love. And, and maybe we cover them. But I feel like him, he, his, him encapsulated like the two scenes that do it for me are when they're having dinner he's like all right so when you were cheating on your wife yeah i like i like how just very up like he's so he's like a doctor in that he's so cold yeah like he's not talking to you in any soft for these like everyone else is that aristocracy and like yeah. being like whatever he's just not. so direct yeah and then of course the greatest is when they're at um uh lucy's Funeral. Yeah, I have that down as and one of just, my scenes. Oh, okay, yeah. then I'll, I'll shut up. Okay. Uh, what else did you love? That's that's mainly. That's the main yeah. things. Yeah, like I said, I just can't talk enough about the cinematography. And once again, it's Coppola. So he, he does so many unique shots of like, like in the early beginning, like when they're showing the peacock wings, mm-hmm. but it turns into the tunnel that the train goes through. Yeah. And there's a lot of shots like when the uh, the the wolf's eyes match up mm-hmm. with the holes on Lucy's yeah. neck. Like he does. I love little transitional shots like that. Yeah. And he gets really creative with the way he shot this mm-hmm. one, and it just it really shows through. Yeah. So is there anything you didn't like? The only thing I didn't like, and they only used it maybe two, maybe three times. I don't. Was that like when they're moving that jumpy? kind of oh the first person view yeah but where it was like more like jump you know what it's i mean like, like a it was, jittery yeah, yeah yeah i don't like that 
It's uh, very reminiscent of like the the Evil Dead when mm -hmm. he's like going through the woods and yeah. the things coming towards you. Yeah, that killer point of view. Everyone uses it a little differently. That's like one of the cinematographies that like it stood out. I can never tell if I liked it. It was unique. Let's put yeah. it that way. It was otherworldly, which is like I guess like if you are seeing the eyes through a vampire, maybe that's maybe you know, yeah. It's like everything sped up, you know. Mm -hmm. So. I actually didn't have anything I hated, but it's an odd thing. I'm not going to say I hated it or disliked it. But as I said at the beginning, this movie feels long. And yeah. I don't know what it is. It could be the pacing. It's weird because it takes, like, what, 20 minutes before you really start getting to the meat of Jonathan realizing, like, something's off yeah. with him. From there, it's like there. it's just pretty much, like, a lot of crazy things happen over and over. But I always, like right around the time when lucy changes i start to get like a little like okay i feel like things are really just dragging yeah on. yeah i think especially with like around lucy there's a lot of things like we could have sped this up a little bit like yeah. her with the guys and things like that you're like this really isn't that necessary yeah like i almost wish i would have spent a little more time with renfield like, yeah he's an interesting character <laughs> and in the original dracula when he's played by the guys like um you know, uh, I forget his name, but, like, he's so eccentric and, like, crazy yeah. that he draws you in. Um, but, yeah, in this one, they just, yeah, every so often throw him in there. Yeah. I wish they would have spent more time with him now. Mm -hmm. But, all right, so they talk about some of your favorite scenes. Um, so the first thing I have down what is in the beginning when um, Jonathan is actually – like in Transylvania, he gets off the one coach and he's standing there waiting. And then all of a sudden this coach comes and it's like this creepy um, black, coach. black coach. And like the person driving it has like this mask almost, on. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a demon. -y. A yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you just see his arm come and it just keeps stretching. Like it just and looks so it, creepy and he like just pulls them in. Yeah. Like yeah. Jonathan kind of just gets like floated into. That. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> that is a great scene. Um, yeah, I have the actual opening scene mm -hmm. where we discover how Dracula is created because I think that's something that is left out a lot. And, oh man, I can't remember if it was in the novel, but, um, it, it's an interesting take because mm -hmm. that, that's always, everyone tries to take it a different way, but this one makes a sense of like the deep religious aversion yeah you know like he's he went to war the vlad character went to war for god yeah and then like this priest is telling him like oh your like, wife is damned. she's going yeah. to, she's damp so then like yeah then like they're just the scenery of like he stabs the cross and that like growl he lets him yeah. um gary oldman like really just lets loose yeah. and then when he like lets that final yell out and it like transitions into a title screen. Like I was like, damn, that, yeah. that's an opening. Yeah, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, I really like that one. What about you? Um, so this is when Jonathan is actually in the castle. This is after he's already met uh, Dracula, and you know he sees like there's some weird things going on. Like you see things here and there, and you know he's shaving. He's cut himself shaving, uh, damn and it, like you took my scene. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not the main thing, but the thing that I have is, you know, all this weird stuff's going on, and like he seems, 
you know, taken aback a little bit. And then he, like, looks out the window, and Dracula's just, like, scaling the side of the building. And he's just looking like, okay. He's like, going on, yeah. I'm like, he should be much more freaked out than what he's, like, letting on. Well, I think, like you said, by that point, he's already, like, I feel like he already knows he's kind of a prisoner. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I had the shaving scene, but I went a little more in depth. Like, one, uh, the way Dracula sneaks up on him. Yeah. And then, like, when he cuts him and he licks the blade. Like, yeah, that like, was always kind of creepy. Yeah. And and one of the unique camera tricks, one of the things I love so much about Coppola, if you rewatch that scene. So, how he achieved that shot is the back of the head is um, a Keanu Reeves's stunt double. And Keanu Reeves is actually on a hole looking through what is the mirror. Oh, so he's not okay. actually looking into a mirror. Um, and if you notice, it feels like a very claustrophobic scene. Yeah. Because they actually had the walls moving in yeah, very yeah, slowly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you feel like, oh my God, like it's so up close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then it also leads to like, when when he's like, he sees the cross, he, the mirror breaks. Yeah. And then... The howling and, of course, the line. Oh, yeah. The Listen children. to them. The children, children of, of the, the night. night. What sweet music they make. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, I, I like I like that delivery, too. It's like... It's it's just enough off from, like, the Bella Lugosi. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just leads to him cr- crawling up the wall. Um, one of the explanations for that is Coppola said, like, he wanted that every time Dracula specifically was around because of his dark energy yeah that normal physics didn't work that's yeah. why there's also parts where i he saw goes the in water room and the water's like going up. upwards yeah um that's why the shadows are doing what they do mm-hmm. like that that's the explanation for all the okay. weird so he just said like the, the, the just that pure evil, evil energy. energy gotcha so then for me since you took my scene but i just had to expand on it i of course had to throw in the sex scene that was my next yeah. scene <laughs> Um, damn. I I mean, the brides of Dracula are always, in one way or another, represent. They're always beautiful women, but this one, they're more like gypsy like mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And yet, them coming up out of the bed, they actually like worked with a magician to get that trick done. Oh wow. Um, yeah. but yeah, Monica Bellucci especially. Yeah. She. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like must it starts the, off. Must be in the name. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. I mean, it's it's a creepy scene, and once they like they reveal the fangs, and the chick has like the snake. The Medusa coming. one, yeah. Yeah, like I was like, holy shit, that was creepy enough. Then when Dracula comes in, and then the two are like joined at the hip, yeah, and like and once again physics, like he's throwing them up to the wall, yeah. You're already like, what the hell is going on? And then it like, it, it messes with you when. They're like, are we not to eat tonight? Yeah. And he pulls out a baby. A baby, yeah. And you're like, no! And you hear crying. I was like, oh. And that, that is one of my favorite evil laughs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I think of a lot of, there are a lot of great laughs. Like, a lot, of course, Joker from Batman movies and stuff. But that's up there with yeah. one of the best evil laughs. So, yeah. Yeah. That's always that's really a good. scene that lasts with me. Um, So, this jumps forward a little bit i don't know if you noticed so uh dracula has been kind of stalking mina like watching her and everything like that and 
he sees her like when she's out going to the apothecary to get stuff for Lucy and like he asks for directions and she finally gives in and they're at the cinema and as they're walking by there's like a wall that has like a shadow production did you notice that the shadow production was like the scene Vlad with all the impaled victims mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that yeah yeah it was yeah. a cool little scene yeah um I actually have mine that's jumped forward once again. It's the crypt scene with Lucy. Okay. So, so that... I, I had the viewing, which was before that. Okay, so go ahead. So I have when – so Lucy's dead now. She's there. She's laid out and everything, and her basically looks like her white wedding dress because she was supposed to get married. And they're all sitting around, and Van Helsing's there, and he just goes – I just want to cut off her head and take out her heart. And no, no, the no, doctor's no, no. just looking at no, no, her. No, no, no. Like, he said, he said, how, how's, you know, how's me or how's him? Yeah. He's like, oh, he's taking back. He's like, yeah. Well, don't forget, we're going to have to, uh, or no, 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 no. He says, hey, um, can you get me a few medical knives? Yeah. And, and, a, and I forget what that, maybe an axe. He said, sure. What for? He said, well, I'm going to need to cut off her head and, and cut, take out her heart. Take out her heart. Yeah. And the doctor's just like, what the and hell? He's just like, ugh. And he's like, J- J- yeah. And, and Van Helsing kind of looks at. It. He even gives like a kind of frustration back to me. Yeah. Like, oh, why do you walk away from me? Because <laughs> this guy, I mean, his student, Doctor Stewart, he's he was deeply in love with Lucy. Yeah. So he's heartbroken too. But yeah, going back to, uh, I don't know if I'm sure a script was written that way, but Anthony Hopkins obviously playing it up the way he did yeah. it was just it was great. Um, but yeah, so at this point, Anthony Hopkins has convinced them. They know there's vampires. Yeah. They're not fully convinced, uh, especially Carrie Elwes' character, because he's like, that was my wife, you know, or bride-to-be, bride I to should be, say. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, okay, well, let's go down. He's like, let's go to the crypt. If she's not there, then I'm wrong. Yeah. So they remove the, the tomb, the top of the tomb. They go look in. She's not there. So they're hiding in place, and she shows up, and once again, that vampire energy, like, she, all the candles come on, mm-hmm. and she looks creepy as hell. She the, does, yeah. The white, like, wedding-style dress. And she's so pale. And she's and... pale as hell, bright red lips, and she's carrying a kid. Once yeah. again, you're like, oh, these poor kids. Luckily, they were able to get the kid away, and then that effect of, like, her sneaking back into the crypt. Yeah. Uh, or her, her um coffin and then spewing the blood on them it's uh it's a great effect and they actually achieved that because they shot it and then just played it in reverse and reverse that's what i thought like yeah. when i saw like especially the way she just lays down and just like but it looks suddenly. great because it, it looks so creepy yeah and then yeah i mean it's a pretty brutal kill but uh yeah it's just a great scene because right after it transitions to van housing eating meat yeah yeah <laughs> Um, the next one I have is when they're when Mina's in the asylum with Dracula. Do you have anything before that? In the asylum, I think. Like this is after this is like when they're going to Carfax Abbey to destroy the boxes of dirt and yep, everything yep. like that. That's actually my scene too. Okay, so so yeah, so they all go to Carfax Abbey, which is the land that Dracula had bought. That's where he has his Transylvanian dirt. Um, for those who don't know, lots of myths say that dracula has to sleep in his home soil so that's why they transfer 
he transfers the dirt there so that we can sleep in it. So destroying all the boxes and everything. So they tell Mina to stay at the doctor's quarters at the asylum, which is like across the street, yeah. basically. So she's there. She's laying down and Dracula shows up. And uh, at this, I think this is at the point where she re- she, she recognizes knows, yeah. him. Like, you know, she's she's kind of has these memories of Elizabeth and everything like that. And, you know, she she's I've, you're my love like i want to be with you forever and he's kind of on the fence because he's like i don't want to damn you like this yeah. and everything so they wind up feeding from each other and this is the creepy part when everyone comes rushing in and she's sitting there and you see her kind of like She's in bed, but it looks like she's by herself initially, and she's got, like, her arms up like she's kissing somebody, and, you know. It's because they're looking in the mirror. Oh, that's what, okay. And then um, then all of a sudden Dracula appears, and he's got that kind of big bat-ish. He's basically, like, in, in man bat form. Man bat form, yeah. yeah. And then he just kind of goes into the darkness. And, and you then just he, see his two, two red two eyes, eyes, but then. Yeah, and then you he comes into the light again, and it's rats. It's up. Big ass they, pile of rats. Yeah, yeah, and then they just all kind of fall to the ground and run away, which is yeah. kind of creepy. No, that is a great. I mean, that. I was gonna put the werewolf scene, but it's kind of creepy because he's like banging Lucy. Yeah. Um, but no, the makeup effects are obviously, as I said, really well done. But that bad effect, I yeah. love how that looked. And this predated, like, from dusk till dawn. So mm-hmm. this kind of reminded me of, like, one of that, the coolest yeah. bat looks I've seen. Because before then, especially when I was a kid, I never saw a vampire look that much like a bat. Yeah. But it made sense. Um, yeah, that, that, that was actually the final scene I had. Okay. Well, I just have my last scene is basically the last scene of the movie. Yeah. So um, Mina is starting to turn. Um, and they're trying to get her, uh, to Transylvania to, they're basically trying to kill Vlad. They're trying to cut him off before he gets to the castle. And, um, she attacks Abraham Van Helsing. He puts like the Eucharist wafer on her forehead, burns her, stuff like that. So they get to the castle at like the same time. They stab him, and Mina's like, you know, stay away. So it's just Mina and Vlad in the, um, like, Dracula. Dracula. In the, uh, in, in the like, sa- the, the in church this, kind of thing. Yeah, it's the same yeah. place where the, the beginning started, and he's laying there, and he's in his, like, vampire form. He's back to his kind of, like, old man vampire. Yeah. yeah. So, and he says, you know, just, uh, I forget what was the accent, a free me or something like that, or set me free. Yeah. Set me free. And she, you know, takes the knife and just sticks it all the way through, and then now he turns Reverts back to the back young, to the, original, yeah. the original, and she kisses him. And I actually read this, and I, if, at the end, after she kills him, she looks up and there's a tapestry, mm-hmm. And it's her and him descending into heaven. Yeah. 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 So, no, it, it, that is a great scene, too. It's, uh... And the cross fixes itself and everything like that that was yeah, broken. Yeah, it's, it's a very, um... You know, it's a tale that the love span that went over centuries. Yeah. So, yeah, I have, uh... 
a few little interesting facts for this movie. Oh, wait. Well, kills. before we do that, yeah, let's get to the kills. So my favorite kill is probably Lucy. That was my favorite yeah. kill as well. I mean, yeah, how she looked and the head chop. All, like, it all was, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Um, Very, very bloody. Probably the, I guess it was the bloodiest of the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, all right, then what was the worst kill for you? Obviously the baby. Like. Yeah. I was going to put that, I mean, that, let's put it this way. That is my worst, but there's only one I'll, I'll also mention is the Isabita because. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, basically caused the death of how many people because you just had to take the, like, you yeah. couldn't just be upset. Yeah. You couldn't just wait a day or two, been a little upset. Yeah. Like, no, you threw yourself from this. And by the way, you throw yourself from a tower, you ain't going to look all pretty with just a bloody nose. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, she'd be pulverized. Yeah, that's true. You'd be holding a pile of guts. Well, like, it's, all, it's, it's also a movie. So. I know. Damn it, it drilled to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so some interesting little fun facts for this. Um, this one's crazy. So when... Mina and Harker had the wedding shot. They actually had her do a reshoot in a Gre L.A. Greek Orthodox church because they filmed the original entire ceremony in a Rome Romanian Orthodox minister and realized that they might have actually been married oh. um, on set. And, and Reeve said, he confessed that he often gets text messages from Winona saying, hello, husband. <laughs> and they kind of make a joke of it. But in August of 2018, Winona Ryder basically still expressed concern that she still may be legally married <laughs> to him. And, uh, you know, that, you know, when they shot it in that church there, they ended up having to reshoot because, once again, everyone was so worried. But it's funny because... They could, they could actually still be, be married. married. <laughs> um, well, well, we'll find out when someone dies and <laughs> they do their will. <laughs> when, uh, you know, Francis Ford Coppola has a lot of, he's very unique in how he shoots things and he's a method director. But uh, when he first got all the like principal actors together and actresses, he made all of them get into a room together and read the Bram Stoker novel out loud. Hmm. And Anthony Hopkins said it took about two whole days for it to complete. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Hmm. Um, so I already mentioned during the shaving scene, the walls were moving. Mm -hmm. in, so you already knew that. So I don't have to mention that. Um, so Gary Oldman uh, said that when he first read the script, he decided that it would be worth doing the movie just so he could... Uh, say the line i've crossed oceans of time to find you Aww. like he was so fascinated by like, yeah. saying that line because he said he dracula was never like on his bucket list to like play yeah um but he found the character and the way it was written like interesting yeah and he liked that line enough to say like oh i really want to do that yeah. um i mean he did a fantastic job no he did yeah. amazing so another interesting thing um the night they filmed the razor scene gary oldman was apparently drunk <laughs> where he had to lick the blood and the scene was like filmed after midnight which already added to like the spirit of it and like him being drunk and everything like apparently just helped put the whole cast like in a proper mood so <laughs> i was gonna that's what they say that he actually cut his tongue or something like that that would be funny yeah. um so you'll never guess who almost played van helsing and say anthony hopkins think 
especially older man now who like got a resurgence in his career late in his life uh dennis hopper liam neeson really yeah he he really really wanted it but he was turned down no no i don't i I can't see that well that's what i'm saying like i don't think it would have been played it would have been played differently yeah um but the reason um anthony hopkins (laughs) got it because he was just coming off of silence of the lambs that was 91 yeah and he had some heat and liam neeson at that time if you remember like he had like one or two movies but he didn't get his real resurgence till later but it would have been a different movie yeah (laughs) I know what you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> Accents are not your specialty, babe. Uh, so I did find out the blue flames on the road, I was wrong. They're not they're not a force field. So they are mentioned in the book, and what they're supposed to represent is one night every year blue flames are seen over areas containing hidden treasures. Huh. And um, in the scene in the novel like in the book, Harker, when he like sees it, the coach driver stops a, c- a couple times and puts rocks over them, so the gypsies can come unburied up like in the morning, so they uh, know that there's a treasure there. So huh. it, it was kind of a weird leftover thing, but yeah. Um, <laughs> the first choice to play Renfield, you'll never believe this, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, all right. He's a great actor. He is, yeah. But it still would have been like, it would just been very odd to see him doing that. Um, So now here's a big thing. Uh, The costume designs, the hair design, everyone's like, what the hell happened there? So the reason why Dracula has the the gowns he does and like even remember that like one kind of like gold one he wears? Yeah. the costume designer was Iko Ishioko, um, who's from Japan. She had never seen or even heard of a Dracula. Oh. So she didn't know vampires at all. Um, so when she started designing the costumes, first she was just like the costume designer like or, or like an art director or something. Yeah. But Coppola loved her style so much. He said, I want you to design like everything yeah. for him. Um her specialty was in kabuki theater-like stuff. Okay. So, hence the kimono-style things, and even the wigs yeah. were more of a kabuki style. Yeah. So, that's how, like, they got that look. And each one of those apparently was hand-built and took, like, a really long time because they did the thread of each hair individually. Wow, yeah. But it's, like, funny because it gets so much hate, um, but she did it, like, in a traditional kabuki, almost, like, opera style. Yeah. But everyone hates that beehive. Yeah. You know, look, but here it's inspired <laughs> they, by Kabuki. They even, uh, in Hotel Transylvania. They make fun, they make looks, fun of it. Uh, looks like my grandmother's boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we both mentioned enough. We clearly really like this film. What'd you give it? I'm going to give it an A minus. Okay. See, I'm giving this an A. I couldn't give it the plus because I still. Like I said, it it just has like it could be the pacing. Yeah. But I don't have anything major to complain about. Yeah. And of the Draculas, I do love me Bella Lugosi, but man, this one is hate anytime it's hated on, I defend it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I mean I, I do love it. And like when I think of horror love stories, like I said, this, this is, is the first thing that I think of. Like yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like his love just transcended time. Yeah. Know, that just. No, it's great. Yeah. Okay. I I, I, was, I thought you would go A A plus. I'm shocked. Yeah. I'll I'll stick with A minus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, Caldwell might give A's and A pluses a terrible move. I like, know you got. <laughs> Good pick. Thank you. All right, so we went with one of the most classic vampire novel adaptations ever. So, what is your myth for today? So, of course, I have to go with a vampire. Naturally. So, before I... you wait, home before you go on, other than. My uh, man and angle, and the Nogzer was kind of vampire-ish. Did we cover any other vampires? Have you ever done a vampire yet? I want to say we did. If we did, I just can't. Yeah, I just can't think of it. I can remember those two. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. No, I was just thinking. I was like. Yeah. I, I think we did some sort of like vampire. Oh, I, I also did that like little red man from. The Yamawama, I, I can't yeah. remember, but is that that was supposed to be vamp- vampiric? Like, yeah. yeah. Um. So, I went with Strigoi this week. So, some Before people. You go on, yeah. First time you heard that name was it from The Strain? It was The Strain. Okay. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I said some people may have heard this name already because the show The Strain. Um, it was on FX. I don't know if it's still on there. Is it still around? Uh, no, it's not even. I, it's on. not even on. Yeah, I I I started rewatching it on Hulu, but um, yeah. So Strigoi is from Romanian mythology. So you know, I figured the movie set in. Transylvania, yeah. Romania. Stick with some kind yeah. of vampire. So, Strigoi are troubled spirits that have risen from the grave. They can transform into animals, typically wolves or bats. Yeah. Um, become invisible. They're immortal. Drink blood. Have supernatural speed and strength. And they can do astral projection. So they can plane walk, basically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm always weird. So, okay, yeah. So, there's, like, a lot of, like, different legends depending on your lot with a lot of these things. Like, especially, like, if you're, you know, it's big in Romania, but, like, there's, you know, different areas. Have in like Eastern Europe, I think different... there's a few different meanings of Strigoi. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many legends say that to become a Strigoi, there's a lot of ways, um, by suicide, okay, cursed by a witch, born with an extra nipple, mm. or a tail, uh, live a life of sin, die alone, be the seventh child of a seventh child, so the seventh son of a seventh son, or the seventh daughter of a seventh daughter, which seems to come into, you know, like a lot of times there's a lot of things. Like we, I know you had another myth that had to do with that. Yeah. Um, be born out of marriage. Be born early, prematurely. Damn. Yeah. Die before baptism. Um, they said a lot of, they believed like if you were, had red hair, you were Strigoi, so they hated gingers. Everyone um, hates gingers. Yeah. Man. Well, they don't have any souls, so. Um, or you could be bitten. 
One's so, bitten? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Well, that, that would be more That would have been a comment. love That could have been a love story, too. That is true. Is that more horror com? That's like horror. Like, would that even it's, be considered it's com- horror? It, I, I, I it's would, comedy. It's comedy. But, it, I once again, I say if you think Shaun of the Dead is horror, even though it's more gory, yeah. it's still just basically comedy. comedy. You're never actually scared. Yeah. All right. So, there's an interesting thing. Strigoi can be living or undead. Okay. Um, so, living Strigoi males can have children with humans. Yeah, we can. Yes. <laughs> um, and when I seen this name, I, I wasn't sure if one of us actually covered it. This was... Um, so, when a, a, a Strigoi male mates with a human, they create damn fears. Do no, we, we didn't we cover didn't, We didn't cover that. Ta- yeah. Okay. So, they're half human, half vampire. Now, women will try to live normal lives, like the Strigoi women, but... They'll get married, but they soon uh, sexually exhaust and kill their human husbands. Mm. So they're just fiends for, <laughs> yeah, that. They suck other things and then suck their blood. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the undead, they rise from the grave, and they usually return to their families, behaving like nothing ever happened, but they eventually kill them. Mm. And they're said that they don't have any souls. Yeah. Now, to... Repel a Strigoi, um, you can do this by placing thorns across the threshold of your house, paint crosses on the door, pour, put garlic, like, everywhere, and you can stay inside with the lights on and pray. Hmm. Now, this is actually, like, one of the things, like, that they actually believe in Romania, like, one of the things that they do. Um, this is the known method to get rid of Strigoi in Romania. So you exhume the body... You remove their heart and cut it into two pieces, drive a nail through their forehead, place garlic under their tongue. You smear its body with the fat of a pig that was killed on St. Ignatius Day, which is July 31st. And then you place the body back in the coffin, but turn it face down. So that way, if the Strigoi ever wakes up, it will make its way to the afterlife. Damn. So that there's a whole process going on here. So that's so the pig thing, like July 14th, they must be digging up everyone. Thir- 31st. July, did I say 14th? I thought you said 13th. 31st, I mean. Oh. I'm dyslexic. Okay, so <laughs> August 1st. There must just be a lot of bodies being dug, being up. dug like, up. We got these pigs dead. Unless yeah. you're holding on to dead pigs for whoever knows how long. Yeah. Or maybe the fat. I don't know, but. I guess you could put the <sighs> fat in jars. I guess it's not going to smell very good. I mean, good. I thought the Noxer was a little little crazy. Like, you you basically put the brick in its mouth. Or yeah. You, you put things like that. or Yeah, but damn. They go all yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole process. So... One of the earliest mentions um, of the Strigoi was Jure Grando Alavik. Um, now, the villagers believe he was the first real person described as a vampire because he was referred to as a Strigoi, like okay. in the writings. <clears throat> so they referred to him as Grando. Uh, Grando supposedly terrorized his former village 16 years after his death. So he was eventually decapitated by the local priests and villagers. Um, 
and they wrote about um his like life and everything like that so they believed like he was coming back Mm. and you know terrorizing everyone like even long after his death so just kind of interesting now in 18 suck like what if like they thought he like died on a road left from there he comes back guys i'm fine yeah or just like his twin brother and then they just like (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, there was an article written in 1865 um, on Transylvanian folklore, which described the Strigoi as nocturnal creatures that preyed on infants. Mm-hmm. And they actually made a tradition, which after a child was born, they would toss a stone behind themselves and say, this is into the mouth of the Strigoi to try to, like, you know, like if you spill yeah. salt, you throw it over yeah. your shoulder. So, um in 1909 um there was a book called the authenticated vampire story that uh peasants from the children of a village in the carpathian mountains started actually dying mysteriously and they began to suspect that a recently deceased count was a vampire and um they actually burned the castle down to try to stop it and the last sighting or the last thing written about this was that there was a book called in search of dracula um and it mentions an event an actual event that happened in 1969 um where after the death of an old man several family members begin to suspect um that our several of the family members started dying of suspicious circumstances and when they unearthed his corpse it didn't show any signs of decomposition. His eyes were open. His face was red and twisted. And, you know, they eventually burned his body to save his soul. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So I know of Strigoi not only from Strained, but, like, a lot of video games, a lot of lore. And in almost everything that ever mentions the name Strigoi, they're always the most, like, monstrous. Think of, like, the bat form of Dracula. Yeah. They're, like, basically reverted to that permanently. Yeah. And, and that's almost wide, like, for everyone. Yeah. Um, when you were reading about it, did it say, like, that's kind of what they look like? Or no. Or it just said, Mm-mm. in your case, it was more like they're just normal. Yeah, they're just normal. So do they just have regular fangs or... It didn't really get into it. There, There's not really a whole lot of information. Because, yeah. like I said, I was going to do the Maroi, which is similar to a Strigoi. Um, but it's very confusing. Like, if you look up the difference between Maroi and Strigoi, it's basically saying that Maroi are the undead versions. Like, they come back. They're kind of like a ghoul. Yeah. Basically, where Strigoi are considered living vampires. Yeah. Um, and that Maroyer basically could be the offspring of Tustragoy, gotcha. basically. Okay. And like I, I saw this grid actually that Strigoy have to feed on blood. Yeah. Um, like basically have to feed on blood. Sunlight kills them. Um, they have like super strength and, and stuff like that. They're immortal. Whereas Maroy are, um, they're mortal. Gotcha. So they can they can die, um, they can survive on either or food yeah. or blood. 
Um, they still need blood, but if they don't get the blood, it just kind of weakens them. They don't like sunlight, but sunlight won't kill them. Um, they don't have like super strength or anything, but they can have like elemental magic. Okay. Like, so almost like basically Maroi are like kind of witches. Okay. Almost. And then the damp fear are, like I said, because they're, they're half and half. They're blade. Basically. Yes, exactly. They can go out in sunlight. They don't need to drink blood. Um, but you know, they're, they're again, they're mortal. So they'll sure. die or anything like that. So. No. Yeah. That's interesting. And I was curious when, as soon as you said Strigoi, I was like thinking of all the other ways I've heard of it. So yeah, and huh. definitely like in the strain, like they do, there are monstrous. Like when yeah, you look they're, at they're them, they're much more monstrous. But then again, that was just that guy in there, yeah, calling them Strigoi. Strigoi, like, yeah. yeah, he's like they're monsters. And he's German. He was German, he, right? I think he was Romanian. Was he Romanian? He I was. It... He was Eastern European. Oh no, no, he was. Ju- was he I Jewish? I think he was Jewish. He was Jewish, yeah. But that's what because... I'm saying. I think he was Eastern. Like, but okay. I think, um, yeah, no, no, it's a fascinating. And that's why I said, depending on what section of Europe you're looking at, it might have a slightly, like, it, I know there's some Slavic places that have Strigoi's yeah. as stuff. So, well, Romania is Slavic. Yeah. So nice. Okay. Yeah, I like. It's tough because I feel like we could never just do vampire because yeah. the vampire that when you say vampire it's based on bram stoker's yeah like he he's the reason why there's a idea of like what everyone thinks of like the dracula vampire yeah that's just like a generalization i guess like he kind of took a little bit from here and there yeah. and everything like that and that's why i was like i was like all right well let me just type in romanian vampire and this is the first thing that comes up is strictly nice. no good i like that that's yeah. interesting so now, what is your place? Are you sticking with Romania? I am. I am. So, if I were to say what castle would relate to this story, what would you say in Romania? whatever Vlad Tepish's castle is. So there is a castle called... Is it called Vlad's... It's called... Ca- so most people think when they think of that Castle Dracula, Yeah. there is a Castle Dracula, <laughs> yeah. which is Bram Castle. Um, but that is not what I'm going with this week. I'm going to go with Pionari Castle in Romania. So... First, real quick, just to go over a little history lesson, because it is relative okay. to this castle. Um, it's about Vlad Tepes. Yeah. So, which relates to the movie, because that's who Dracula Yeah, and throughout history, is. he's always kind of labeled as the one of the inspirations. Yes. So, Vlad Tepes, also known as Vlad the Impaler, or Vlad Dracula was a um, a voivode of Wallachia, which is in Romania, in the 1400s. He was the second son of Vlad Dracul, who was the ruler of of Wallachia in 1436. Now, Dracul means dragon. dragon. Yeah, Yeah, the dragon. And Dracula means son of the dragon. Yeah. So that's where they get Dracula. Dracula. Yep. 
So uh, Vlad invaded Wallachia in 1456, where his cousin Vladislaw was the voivode after Vlad Dracul died. Um, so he fought his cousins and he plundered a village um, and he would impale his captors, hence Vlad the Impaler. So in February 1462, he attacked the Ottoman territory, killing tens of thousands of Turks and Bulgarians. And he was eventually captured in prison in the late 1462 in Transylvania and held in captivity in uh, Visegrad, which is in Hungary, from 1463 to 1475. He was released eventually in 1475. And then he fought the Ottomans in Bosnia in 1476. He was killed in battle before January 10th, 1477. Now, around, you know, this point, Vlad's reputation for cruelty inspired the name the Vampire Count Dracula. Yeah. So that's where, like, this whole thing, because, you know, there were several stories because he would impale people. Um, some people <clears throat> were saying, you know how things just kind of get passed they, they down would, and they, they change they and everything would, like yeah, that. Yeah, it, they would hyper, like, they would say he would be, he would drink the to blood. To drink the blood and, and everything would, like they that. They also said he would, like, cut the skin off his victims and eat it and eat it and everything like that so um you know apparently you know it was mentioned but bram stoker really didn't know a whole lot about vlad like he's kind of been credited for this whole dracula you know obviously because that's his name but uh, apparently bram stoker really didn't know a whole lot about him just that he had this reputation of impaling people drinking blood and, and things like that so now, like I said, Bram Ca- Bran Castle or Castle Dracula is what many people think when they think um, about, you know, Vlad Tepes. Um, and they think that he's linked to Bran Castle, but most historians agree that Vlad Dracula never stepped foot in Castle Bran. Okay. So even though they call it Castle Dracula, and it really has nothing to do with him, it's, I think it's more so about, like, the book and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. So, but a castle that is connected to him is, like I said, um, Pianari Castle. And it was erected on an impenetrable peak in the Carpathian Mountains at the beginning of the 13th century by the uh, Basarab rulers of Wallachia. And in the 15th century, Vlad Tepest took over the castle. He repaired and consolidated the structure. So on Easter of 1456, locals that Vlad suspected of conspiring, like conspiring against him and his family were surrounded and captured. Now, the old and the sick were impaled and strung about the city. Uh, the younger men, their wives and children were taken to Peroni Castle and put to work restoring it. Now, some of them died from being mistreated and exhaustion. The survivors were later impaled alive on spikes outside the castle when restoration was completed. Mm. So eventually, uh, invading Turks managed to drive Vlad out by dragging a cannon up an adjacent cliff and shooting the castle walls. Uh, Vlad was able to get away, but the legend says his first wife, now this is kind of interesting, this relates to the movie a little Mm -hmm. bit, I think, 
His first wife decided that instead of being taken prisoner, she would commit suicide by throwing herself from the castle, and she died on the rocks below. And there was a river that passed by the rocks. They said it turned red from her blood and then was known as the Ladies River. So So that's where he got from the book. Got the idea, yeah. Um, So they say that the spirits haunt the castle ruins because it is just kind of like... um, like, they never really rebuilt it up. Sure. Like, it is like a museum kind of now. Um, but they say that the spirits haunt it and the surrounding areas as a result of Tepes' evil doings like, doing and killing everyone. Yeah. yeah. Now, after his death, his relatives didn't stay there in fear of being haunted by the spirits that he tortured. Um, now, they had have some reports about it being haunted. So a foreign visitor stayed the night and claimed that the temperature was much colder than it should be. And this was like in July. Like yeah, he said, like, so it was, like it was. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, you know, it was in the winter months, but he said like it would it would be freezing. He would smell rotten flowers when there was no flowers anywhere. And he had strange nightmares. He had an overwhelming feeling of being watched. Mm. And he found, like, when he woke up, bite marks on his body that, like, he was by himself. There's no reason yeah. for this. Um, peasants would talk about strange sightings and sounds coming from the castle. And this was kind of interesting. Recently, the Discovery Channel sent documentarians there to spend the night. And they kept seeing these red lights coming from the woods, like, in an area that there was no path, like, no walking path or anything like that. And they went to go investigate it, and they got so scared that they decided not to spend the night. And this was the only time that they have ever left a haunted location. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean... Whether I don't think it's necessarily maybe it could be vampires, but oh, I, yeah. I but I, I look at it more like man, I, I forget, and he, I know he's killed a lot, but yeah, Vlad be doing the thing with the impalement. If That's kind of crazy. If he surrounded his castle with that, yeah, I mean shit. Yeah, and so Pianari Castle is the only castle that has a definite historic relation to Vlad. Um, there have been some other castles that supposedly he went, but this is the only one that for they sure know. that yeah. they know. Um, and it's 93 miles from Bucharest. It's near a town named Curtia de Argus. And in order to see the ruins, you have to climb up 1,426 steps up a mountain through the woods where Vlad impaled his victims and left them to die slowly. Yeah, well, that's what I would hear is like the road to get there yeah. and that, and there's you know i think there were other ones that did it but whenever they do medieval things like even game of thrones like where they do with like crucifix or something like he would have the road basically marked off like heading towards them yeah like, you want to come you're gonna see all your friends that got impaled yeah by me so hell of a deterrent yeah um so my question is when are we going how many steps is that to climb? 1,426. How many steps was it when we did uh, that bush kills? I don't know. We, we did a lot. There was a lot. If it's... Probably not that much. If it's not magnitudes higher than that. 
then maybe we, then just, we can do yeah, it. we just have to train for it. That's all. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, looking at the pictures of it, I don't think there's much to see, like you said. I mean, just to be there, though. It would, cool. No, it would be cool. Um, I like it just more the historic. Yeah. It's funny. I'm more okay with, like, a truly historic, like, castle mm-hmm. or things, but some of the other places we cover, like, random rooms or places where people go for, like, suicide, I'm like, eh, well, it's cool with that, yeah. you know? Um, no, it is fascinating, and I think it is the, – the Bran Castle makes sense because it's also a much prettier castle. It's a better yeah. looking. Yeah. It's better up cap. So, yeah, for tourists' sake, they're like, yeah, it's Dracula's castle. Yeah. I think they just have it's more like medieval looking and things like that. But I didn't see like anything about it being haunted. So that's why I decided to go with this one. And because it had direct relation to Vlad. It still really pisses me off. I swear. Um, Do you remember we've talked about before Dracula's castle in Wildwood? Yes. And then obviously it burned down. Mm -hmm. Which is why it's not there anymore. I swore I thought there was something that that was haunted. If that was still around, I was like, you should have picked that. Yeah. But unfortunately, that was one of my favorite things in Wildwood to go on. I don't know if I've ever actually... Did you have to get, like, on a boat or something? Yes, it was in the moat. You get on a boat, you go in, and then you get out, and then you walk around, and... You, it started off, and it'd be like that music. Da, 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 I don't da, remember, because, like, I, I had, I hadn't really, like, we didn't do family trips or yeah. go anywhere when I was growing up, so, um, I think I was there, like, one time, and I had seen it, but I don't remember actually going, I remember seeing the boats, but I don't remember for sure if I went yeah. on it. No, I, I love that thing. Um. But yeah, no, like I said, this castle you just talked about, that's, I, I didn't know that about yeah. Vlad, you know, I, I knew it was a castle, I didn't think much more beyond it, so yeah. that's pretty cool, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if once we get to that kind of area, there's a lot of creepy things oh, sure. that we yeah. definitely need to see. Nice. Because it's Svedlik's uh, ossuary, is that, is that Romania? Can't remember if it was their Czech Republic. Oh, uh, maybe that, yeah, I think it was the Czech Republic, but. But nice. So very Romanian yep. today. Uh, but yeah, like you said, this does close out our month of love. Yes. So uh, I'll just say you can imagine <laughs> something we might hit up in March. Uh, not, we, we haven't even decided. We know there's going to be at least one or two weeks dedicated to a certain holiday. Yeah. To St. Patty's Day, yeah. so use your imagination there. <laughs> Don't know if we're taking the whole month for it, but either way, uh, we're at least covering one or two movies that could be connected to <laughs> the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe. Leave us a review. We will read it. If you can, give us five stars. And we are available wherever you can find podcasts. And on all social media apps, so please make sure, give us some follows. And with that, we want to say have a good night. Until next time.